0: The reading is from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 28, verses 16 to 20. The Great Commission. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always, to the, ver- to the very end of the age. This is the word of the Lord. Be to God. <laughs> Thank you, Carol. It is me now. Thank you. Let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord, for your presence, your faithfulness, your grace and your love and kindness, Lord, to each one of us here. Father, as we uh, look at this passage, Lord, and um, I just pray, Father, that you will inspire us again, Lord, uh, for that great commission to, to go and make disciples, Lord, to build your kingdom here. Father, I just pray that we have open hearts and hands, minds, to hear what you've got to say to us this morning. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, last Sunday we had Pentecost, and this Sunday is Trinity Sunday. And uh, we should all be able to say something about Trinity Sunday. But it's something that, you know, isn't always the easiest one to get a grip with, but, you know, we'll do our best. So I'm going to do two bits really here this morning. I'm going to look at Trinity Sunday and then we're going to go on to the reading with the Great Commission from Jesus. And I picked that reading because it says, baptise in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. I thought, well, there's you three. So that's why I picked that reading. And then when I looked at it, I'm thinking, oh, that was a bit tricky. Anyway, we'll do our best. We'll do our best. Um, You will have heard me say um, many times, I know, because it works for me, Um, for the uh, the Trinity um, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and for me, I like the analogy because I can make a bit of sense of it about like water so you know we 've got the water that 's the substance, and we life we have we can 't have life without water can we and uh, you 'll always see me drinking my water, but when you boil a kettle, you get the steam, and that is still water, and when you put some uh, put it in the freezer and to make ice that again is still water it's the same substance but three very different things and it just helps me it's a very basic understanding I know and my daughter who is, is a theologian would absolutely hate it but you know it, it works for me and, and I hope it, it may just work for you and um, this week uh, Sharon said um, uh, it's for her she can remember the analogy of like a clover and I thought that was that was good you know the three leaves of the clover that was nice all together But what I've got here is um, an icon picture. This is my favourite icon. I love it. I've got it on my kitchen um, wall. And to me, this just speaks so powerfully of the Trinity. Um, They look so comfortable with each other, I think. I don't think that, to me, there's no sense of uh, hierarchy They just are, and they are just comfortable. And, you know, we can put Father, Son, or Holy Spirit onto any of them, and there isn't a right way of that. They are just as they are three, three in one, three together. And again, something you will have heard me say many, many times, that Christianity is, for me, there are religious bits... ...but it's more about relationship than religion. It's all about relationship. And you can see the relationship there between the three. We'll leave that there for you to gaze and look at as I continue. When I was younger and um, I got married and decided that we'd have children... Um, as an only child I thought well I don't want an only child so I will have at least two, I'll have two and because I was an only child I quite liked the idea of having more children and then so I had the first one and then we had the second one and that was a bit, you know it was harder work because of course it would with two and then I thought, and I thought well do we have three and I thought well no three's does doesn't work three is like an odd number you know And lots of people have three children, but for me, I've got this mindset, you know, what's that saying? Two's company, three's a crowd. I thought, where's that come from? And actually, I had a quick look this morning, and apparently it dates back to 1678 with a collection of English proverbs by somebody called John Ray, whoever he is. Anyway, and I thought, you know, I've had that mindset, really, that, you know, two's company, three's a crowd, And that's probably something to do with more the romantic side of things, I would imagine. But, you know, that's not true, is it, from the gospel and from the Trinity? Three is definitely not a crowd. Three absolutely works, doesn't it? Absolutely works. You know, and they are together. And, you know, the Trinity wasn't created. It just always was, as God always was. It just always was. And there's a a bit in Ecclesiastes 4 where it says two are better than... um, Three is better than two, should I say. So I've got this, and I won't be able to break this, so I've got some wool here. So we've got some wool. So if I can break it, it's not that... Yeah, right, good. So that's like us as single people, you know, just a little individual person, right? And then we join with somebody. We get married, or if we don't, we have friends... We're part of a family. Oh, hold on a sec. Yeah, so that's two. So we've got two strands there. And it's fascinating that the um, marriage ceremony in the Church of England, we are joining two together. And the very first part, is when they are pronounced man and wife together, the very first thing that is we do is ask them to kneel and to bless them. And that is the most profound part, I think, of the marriage service. Because the very first thing as man and wife, when they have made their vows, it's, right, will you please kneel? And that, the privilege for me, to, as, uh, conducting that wedding, is to pronounce God's blessing on them. It just goes beyond and above most things. It's an amazing thing. And you hope at that point that they welcome God into their marriage. Now, if this was weaker wool, I could actually break this two strands. Oh, I did. Wow. But I cannot break three. So with God in, in our relationships, you've got a strand of three. And it's pretty unbreakable. Read about it in Ecclesiastes 4, 9 to 12. I can't break it. And I'm surprised I broke two, because I practiced this yesterday. But it's... It's unbreakable at this point, And that's the Trinity, isn't it? The three, the Trinity. Meant to be together, always together, unbreakable. Right, oh yeah, that. And, you know, God puts us into relationships because he is so concerned about each individual person. And, you know, and if if you're struggling at this point with, I don't know, with not having a close friend, ask God to send somebody, because he will. At my, um, when I was in Peterborough, there was a lady there who was, bless her, not the easiest person in the world, and um, she was a reader, and she was on her own, and uh, there was another lady in the church congregation, and... Um, Lovely, born again Christian lady. And she used to take this other lady out um, frequently, but every Sunday night she'd go round to her house to sit with her and just for some company. And I remember once saying to her, Well, you know, that's really great. Well, you know, why'd you do that? She says, God's told me to. God's told me to do that. And I know there's a lot of you here that look after one another. And that so pleases God. It's so, it pleases God more than you probably will ever know. The phone call, the taking somebody out for lunch, the making that effort. If somebody's missing, I'm going to ring them. That's what church is, is at its best, that community. You know, well done, good and faithful people. And I know that goes back for many, many, many years Some would say, I've not seen so-and-so for ages, I'll give them a ring this week. Fantastic. That's what it's about. God has put us into relationship because God knows all about relationship. He knows how important it is we are. We're never meant to be on our own. So I was thinking about this in in the night it just came to me. that I've never been to Australia, but... Um, I hear that if you drive in Australia, it's a pretty big country, isn't it? You can go on a road, driving on a road, and not see another car or another person all day. And that's true, isn't it? Yeah, it's true. And I'd think I was on the world on my own, wouldn't you? I'd think I was the only human being left. And that would be the most frightening thing that could ever happen to me. That I was in this world on my own, the only human being. I can't think of anything more scary. You know, we we were always just meant to be together in relationship with one another. And when you're in a relationship with God in that relationship, then that is the best type, best form of relationship. It's what God wants, it's what God desires. You know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, body, soul, and strength. Love your neighbour as yourself. Right, let's have a look at the passage. I told you it was a bit disjointed. Sorry about that. Um, Matthew 28, the Great Commission. It, this, was not, um, this is a command, isn't it, this one from Jesus? It's not, like, it's not a suggestion or a, a, a nice to-do. It's a bit of a command, really. I like the fact that Jesus here uses the word disciple, um, not convert, because, you know, we know we can't convert anybody to this amazing, wonderful faith. You know, don't we all wish we could? I'd love to do that, wouldn't you? It would make like, my life so much easier. I really would. I'd love to be able to do that, but we can't. Only God does that. Only the Holy Spirit, only together the Trinity can move somebody's heart. Now, we are Jesus' hands and feet in this side of heaven, aren't we? And as I read this, I think Jesus asks three things of us. I think Jesus asks us, first of all, to love the Lord, to love God. And I wonder when was the last time you explained or told anybody or articulated your love for God? I'm asking myself that and I can't remember. When you actually articulated and said to somebody how you love God. suppose it, we need to think about it really, don't we? We need to think what we would say in that situation. I mean, we can give some basic facts um About Christian faith, but it's more about it's going to be more impacting if we can say articulate how we love God, because we can know about Jesus, we can know something, we can know the history, but it's love, isn't it, that portrayal, that sense of how we describe how we love God, you know, and you know we know it as I've already said, Jesus said. Love God with all your heart, body, soul and strength. And when we do that, it's, it's then relatively easy to love others. It just is because God puts on our hearts that love, that love flows, that we love him. Of course we love others. I always say when I've, um, when I've been to Spring Harvest or New Wine for a week and immersed in it, I come back and love everybody for the first week. Because you know, you're living and breathing it, and you're loving God, and God's loving you, and you know, marvelous. And then Jesus says, Love me, love others, and then go. Go and make disciples. But before we can go and make disciples, we need to be disciples, don't we? We need to be a disciple. How can we make disciples if we don't, um, if we're not a disciple? And we know a disciple is a learner, a student, it's a bit like an apprenticeship. We know we're a work in progress, we've not quite got there yet. But this also reminds us that disciples are made, they are not spontaneously created at conversion. I mean, I can remember, you know coming into faith with, with Jesus, you know, properly owning it for myself and thinking, oh, I've got a lot of work to do now. You know, because everything changed. And, you know, to, to make disciples, to be a disciple, Jesus is saying, you know, we, we've got to help people to learn of, of the values of our faith. We, we've got to help them to learn the ways of Jesus the teachings of Jesus. help them to, We've got to help ourselves and others to follow Jesus, to make him first. Seek first the kingdom of God. Take up your cross, follow me. What's Jesus' character really like? That's, our character should mirror that. Our hearts should be like the heart of Jesus. And the heart of Jesus was... Many things, really, wasn't it? But it was full of kindness and compassion. Certainly for those that were suffering and in pain, ill. You know, the Lord's Prayer, we say, don't we? When we say the Lord's Prayer, your will be done. Your will be done. And that's what... And being a disciple, it it's an ongoing, constant, quite hard work, really. You know, because every day... When we get up afresh, it's like, okay, today, I'm going to be a disciple again. Today. Not yesterday, not tomorrow, but today. And we can get, you know, I mean, again, I'm talking to myself. And that really hit me when I thought, you know, when did I last articulate to somebody about my love of God and my love of Jesus? I can't imagine getting up in the morning without that faith and I know many of you here would echo the same. But how good am I at going? So I've got a couple of takeaways for you here. One, I just want to go back to the Trinity, the three-in-one. And as I was just singing that, um, that last song, Faithful One, which I just love that song, it came to me, you know, that um, about six months, six months ago, uh, Andy and I lost our dog. And if you're not doggy people, it's probably a bit hard to understand how impacting and devastating it can be. But for seven years, there was Andy, me and Ezra in our house and um, we loved him and those chords of three were just so special and it just worked for us and then Ezra was gone and it's been devastating it really has been really hard so there is something about three and I just wonder How many of you here this morning, online as well, are in prayer triplets? There's something really quite profound about praying with other people. And I think the triplet works really well Um, because one is sharing, two are listening. So you've got four ears listening to one person. And God is you know, the Holy Spirit then is going to enable you to be able to pray into that. And then you can swap around. And I just want, I just, I don't know. I mean, I just think it's a really good thing there's a church um, that we could do. Because, you know, we know that we need to pray and pray and pray and pray. That we can never pray enough. And I just think, you know, because I think if you pray in twos, you can often chat, can't you? You know, you're often... Go off target and price of milk in Sainsbury's or something. I don't know, but when it, when it's three, it's you're sort of like there for business, aren't you? A bit more. So I just want to just want to lay that one out. Really, are you in a prayer triplet? Is that something that Holy Spirit's um, encouraging you to to do? I mean, that can be a convenient place, somebody's house, church, once a week, once every other week, however you know. But I think. I think it's that sort of thing that changes. I think, that, I think it's that sort of thing that makes us disciples. I think it's that sort of thing. So that's my one um, takeaway. My other one, going back to our great commission, our command from Jesus, is let me encourage you, and again, I'm speaking to myself. How do we talk about our love for God? How do we articulate that how do we share that how do we share to somebody that we love God and that God is love but, and I think it's more about we can say to people God loves you because we know that's true I don't believe there's anybody outside the love of God so but I want to be able to articulate to somebody how I love God or what God means to me so yeah Sounds like old work. (laughs) Right. But beautiful icon. The Trinity. Comfortable with each other. That'll do. Amen.